Welcome to the How to Win at Life podcast. My name is Toby Strong, and I'm going to give you maximum value in the shortest possible time to help you win at life. Here we go. About four years ago, my wife Angela and I are sitting at the kitchen table, and it's the weekend. We've set aside 30 minutes to go through our couple's report card. And we do this every month. Our phones are off. There are no distractions. Lewis is in bed and we start scoring each other. I give Angela pretty high scores because she's good at doing what she says she's going to do. I'm horrified but not completely surprised to see the very low scores that she gives me. At the time, I'm busy and I'm struggling. Uh, The business is going through some challenges. So I have a good reason, but I still feel like a loser. Being graceful as she is, she doesn't make me feel guilty about this. But what it does is it starts a conversation about what we can do, not necessarily even what I need to do, but what we can do together to improve these scores over the next few months. We spend the next 25 minutes discussing these things. And I do improve over time, and I'll share some tips later in the episode about how I do that. This is the couple's report card that I mentioned in the intro episode. And I call it a report card more because of what it represents than it being like, there's nothing fancy and there's no no special formatted report that you need to do this. Similar to the SOP that I mentioned in episode one, it's just a fancy name for either a Google Doc or an Excel sheet or a piece of paper, however you want to track it. Most importantly is just setting aside the time to actually do this. I recommend a good 30 to 60 minutes to actually get this set up. And I can't stress this enough. This is where most people go wrong. Set a time, block it out, get rid of all distractions. Most people that I suggest this to try and do this on the fly and try and do it over a five minute chat over dinner or something like that. And it just doesn't work. If you don't take the time to get the foundation right, it's just, it, it just doesn't work. So then once you've set aside the time, you want to openly discuss one to three things that either you can do to improve yourself and in turn re- improve the relationship or suggest something that you would like your partner to work on. Now, I need to warn you, this can be confronting for some people. It's not for me because I love honest feedback. I actually crave brutally honest feedback. I give everyone around me permission to give me that feedback at all times. And not only do I give permission, I actually seek it out as well. I've seriously been known to ask friends and family what traits they don't like about me. Now, I'm no superhero. Like, it hurts. Nobody likes being criticized and I'm no different. But over time, I've learned to control the hurt and not get offended by it and instead just view this as an amazing learning experience. And there's something else I need to stress as well. You can open up a can of worms with your partner being brutally honest. You may need to work up to this over time. I have caused some big problems in our relationship by not going about this the right way. What I've learned after messing this up a bunch of times is that I need to start the conversation by reassuring my wife that I absolutely love and adore her 
and I'll always love her until the end of our days, and nothing is ever going to change that. What I'm about to say is just to make something already great just a little bit better. And by the way, even though I know this, I still don't get this right all the time. So if you don't get it exactly right the first time, don't beat yourself up. Like, it's hard. Also, if you're requesting that your partner work on something, they can decline. This is only a request. Then maybe we need to think about a watered down version of our request or something else entirely. It's critically important that both of you want this, otherwise it's just not gonna work. Okay, enough with the warnings. Let's get down to the functionality of this. I recommend reading a book called The Five Love Languages, or if you don't have time for that, at least do their online quiz, which is called What's Your Love Language? It only takes a few minutes to do, and I've added a link in the show notes. Both my wife and I have done this, and we learn a lot about each other through doing this. And one big takeaway from me was that receiving gifts just means nothing to my wife. Like she actually scored a zero for receiving gifts. But what is really important to her is quality time. And that's been so important for me to know that because if I'm going to put time into improving our relationship, I want it to be as effective as possible. I don't want to waste time on nice gestures that just have no positive impact. In case you're wondering, the five love languages are quality time, which could mean just going for a walk at sunset and talking about your day, words of affirmation, which is just about encouraging each other and not putting each other down, acts of service, it could be as simple as cooking dinner or doing the dishes or running a bath for your partner when you've seen they've had a hard day. Physical touch, this could be going back and doing something that you used to do that you don't do anymore together or living out some sort of fantasy that you have. And receiving gifts. One thing about receiving gifts that I've learned is that a handmade card means so much more than any card that you can buy at the shops. Once we've discussed our one to three things each, we create a table. And like I said before, this can be done in Excel, Google, paper, whatever, it doesn't matter. But in the first row, we list both of our names and then underneath our name, we write the one to three things that we're agreeing on. And then in each column to the right, we list the months, January, February, March. And then at the end of each month, we just set aside time. We have a time in our calendar to to go through this and to score each other out of 10. And it's seriously, it's that simple. Like it's you're just keeping track of the score. That's it. And just looking for trends over time and seeing... You know, when you make changes, if your scores improve. But as I said earlier, the true time commitment to this is just discussing it and setting this up in the right way. And in doing that, like use your imagination. Nothing is off limits. Use those five pillars I mentioned before, quality time, words of affirmation, etc., to guide you, but make it whatever you want. Uh, I can give you some examples of, of some things that my wife has asked of me in the past. And sometimes it was as simple as just like surface level tasks, like helping out with housework when she's feeling overloaded, because at that time, that's just what she needed most. And at other times in our relationship, it's been deeper requests like emotional engagement. I am a a very mono-emotional individual, meaning I don't have big highs and big lows, but 
that can make it challenging for me to connect on an emotional level. So that's been a request of hers that I put effort into that. At other times, it's been just 10 minutes after work, uh, playing with Lewis and wrestling with him and just having fun with him because I've gone through periods where I just work 100 hour weeks and it's been really hard to just do anything else. Uh, Another request has been to not work on the weekends or weeknights. Another is was actually something we, we named Connection Wizard, which sounds weird. It basically meant just being responsible for the both of us connecting. So that can be like seeking out series that we both like to watch together or just making sure that I'm organizing times for us to go for a walk on the beach or go for a walk up in the hills. So there are no rules to this. You can make it whatever you want. You can discuss something monthly but maybe the actual outcome only happens every three months. So if an example might be we do a couple's retreat once every three months, but the monthly component that we're discussing is actually putting aside the time to plan that couple's retreat. And we update this table over time. So if either of us gets a high score for a few months in a row, then we feel like, okay, we're in a pretty good place with this now. So let's drop that off and let's replace it with something else we want to work on. And here's a pro tip for those of you like me that have terrible memories. I really struggle with this sometimes because I would have the best intentions to do something, but I would just forget about it. So print out reminders and put them around the house. So I've got little reminders now where I get dressed in the morning, in the bathroom, in the shower, And just to prompt me, just to keep these things front of mind. And when it's front of mind, I will do them. And that was probably my biggest challenge with this. And so hopefully that helps with you. My final comment is that the most powerful aspect of this tool is that it simply gets you communicating. It doesn't matter if you get low scores. The fact that you're just talking about it, this is going to lead to improvements. And I know it might sound a little bit complicated, but once it's set up, trust me, it's not. So I encourage you to just test it out for a few months. Everything I recommend in these podcasts, just try it for a few months. And it's not going to work for everyone, but at least just give it a try. Okay, I hope you've got some value out of this episode. Have a great week. See ya. See ya.